0: such a joy to be back here like Nina says I've been a friend of this church since 1984 or 1985 right Ollie and Steve I've known them a long time it's when Pastor Ed and uh, Peggy Weiser were the pastors and uh, that goes back a long time some of you remember those days And God has maintained a strong relationship with this church and many friends in this church. And I keep meeting new ones of you. And it's a delight to be back in this area. And I am fully persuaded that the Lord directed my steps. When Nina called, actually before she called or emailed, the Lord had already kind of put in my heart that I was supposed to come back to this area. And said to me, you need to call Nina. The Lord told me I needed to call Nina. But I was too busy, and the next thing you know, she's contacting me, so I knew it was in the Lord's plan that I make room in my schedule to, uh, to make it to this particular area. I've been in Norway ministering. I was home just a few days. I came here, and Wednesday, I fly to Jamaica for more meetings, so a week. Uh, from today, a week from today, I will be preaching two times at a church in uh, Lucy, Jamaica, near Montego Bay. Please remember me in prayer. I got eight meetings in, uh, in that area. Last time I was there with a group, it was in June, and we spoke at different areas. And this particular church, uh, I spoke on a Sunday morning, and uh, a revival has broken out since I was there. And uh, the pastor, praise God, amen. Not because of me, but because of the Lord. We are living out of such an amazing season. I want you to know that it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. If any good thing happens in your life or in, in a congregation meeting, it is not because of Eva. I'm an ordinary woman, I was brought up very poor. I was a nobody, but God takes nobodies and makes them into somebodies. He puts his spirit in us, and then he uses us uh, to be vessels that would just carry the fire wherever they go. I carry the fire, the passion, The Lord is in me, so I preached there that Sunday morning. And the pastor was just absolutely so uh, just drinking in everything I was preaching. He was not, um, the kind that showed emotion. I had just been preaching under a big tent in the open air. I had had the revival meetings in another part of the island of Jamaica, so I I had been with Bishop Graham a few days before. And I preached for Bishop Graham before, and Bishop Graham is very expressive when, whenever i pray and he, i mean the speech and i say something he likes he stands up and he's like he, you know he just like and 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 uh, it's like i just scored a touchdown you know and, you know and very often he finishes the verse that i'm quoting you know and i'm saying he's behind me here on the stage i'm over here preaching and he's behind me and he's doing this So I've had two nights of this kind of revival meeting, you know, and I'm used to that kind of a response. And the other pastor is just sitting there, just staring at me like this. And I I had never preached there before, so I'm thinking, does he like what I'm telling him, or maybe he doesn't like my preaching, you know? But come to find out, he didn't want to miss one word that I said. At the end of the service, he takes the cordless mic like that and he stands in front of his congregation and he says God sent this woman to us and we must hear the message we must obey the message and then we had brought some oil from Jerusalem. I had been preaching in Israel, and we brought a little bottle of, uh, from Israel. He was just amazed because he said, this is authentic. It has the seal still, and it has the label. This is authentic from Israel. So he said, I want her to anoint me. And right in the center, right there, here's this tall guy, and they dress very well. They don't wear our shorts to church They wear like semi-formals, you know, high heels, the ladies, and they can be dirt poor, but they dress nice for church. Anyway, so he kneels down there. He wants me to anoint him. So we break the seal. I put a little oil in this finger. He's a tall guy wearing a three-piece suit. Here's this short Greek lady, and I'm just touching his forehead, Steve, there he is kneeling, you know. I'm not ready with any catchers. I'm thinking he's kneeling. I mean, what can happen to a guy kneeling, you know? But I'm just touching his forehead, and it's like dynamite hit the guy. He just jumped up and fell backwards (laughs) in front of everybody. And he was there a long time. He stretched out down there a long time. He gets up. In the meantime, I'm praying for people to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And there's all kinds of stuff going on. And then he gets up and says, I want her to anoint every member of my family. So I just began to pray for babies, for toddlers, for all ages. I didn't know if they were kids, grandkids, or what they were. But I just kept anointing. Then he says, I want her to anoint all my leaders. To make a long story short, I had prophesied to the church Not just to individuals, but to the corporate church. And they took it to heart. And they began, it it was noised about the whole area. They wanted us back that evening. We didn't get out of there until 2.30 that afternoon. It was a morning service, so we were there until 2.30 praying. We already had other plans, so we couldn't go go there that evening. But uh, they um, began to... uh, Everybody in the town began to come to church because was—he got out. It made the news of the town. A revival broke out at his church. So now they're bringing in wheelchairs. And they're lining up the wheelchairs. And they're bringing in the people with needs. And they don't know much. But Eva said miracles are going to take place. So we're going to believe for miracles. So they're, just, they're just bold enough to trust God. Next thing you know, a lady that had not walked in six years gets up and walks. Isn't that amazing? And we find all this now through um, one of the ladies that was in our team. Is from Jamaica, but she lives in Chicago, and it was through her we made the connection. And then she got uh, messages and emails from relatives that go to that church and said, one of those nights there was a man in the congregation that was demon-possessed. And when they prayed for him, the whole church saw the demon get out of the man. And not only did they see the demon get out of the man, they saw the demon leave the church. So when I go next week, when I go next week, I'm going to ask, the first thing I'm going to ask, what did that demon look like? (laughs) I want to find out some more demons and kick them out of the church. I don't want demons in a church, amen? But for the whole church to see the demon get out of the man and to see the demon get out of the church, there must have been some kind of a manifestation, amen? Well, as a result of what's happening since I was there, they said, come back, come back. So that's where I'm going Wednesday. I'm going to be preaching there. I don't know how many meetings. Then we got two other churches that we're going to be preaching. So I just want to tell you, God is Really opening doors and is accelerating. These are days that we need to really, don't just sit back. Don't just recline in some chair. Sit at the end of your seat ready to go. Because we are that army that our, that our people were preaching about this morning. You got to be a soldier in readiness. A soldier in readiness to go. I mean, listen, I'm a wife. Blessed to be married for many years to Bill. By the way, he's praying for you. We live in Texas. But he, lo- he knows Nina. He knows Pastor Ron. He knows your church. He knew Pastor Ed from the days that we were in Missouri. We go way back with you guys. Our, our relationship is very deep. So I'm married. I'm a mother of three children and a grandmother of five. And if God can use this grandmother to go all over the world, he can use anybody. Amen? God is opening doors. This year, at the beginning of the year, I was doing a prophetic conference in Chicago. And it was such an honor to speak with some big name leaders in the, in the body of Christ. But the very first night that this particular leader spoke, he called me out in the audience and began to give me a prophetic word about how God is going to begin to open doors for me. Of course, he's opening so many doors. I have more invitations right now that I don't even know how to fit everything in. Just even this morning when I woke up, I stayed at uh, Nina's uh, house, passed around Nina's house. I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning praying and, Checking my emails and so forth, an invitation to go to Atlanta. I got invitations to go to other places. I don't know how to fit it all in. And then he said to me, you're going to have more doors open, more doors open. And I feel like the Lord is wanting me to release this word. It's a prophetic word for the hour. Those of you who know me know that one of my strong uh, giftings, I'm an encourager in the body of Christ, but primarily with a prophetic with a prophetic uh, word for the season. Some prophetic words are for individuals, of course, but I really want to speak a word not only to individuals because the day may come to where I can't stay and prophesy over all of you because I'm catching a plane this afternoon. So uh, I may not be able to be here until uh, late in the afternoon, but uh, I just want to release this word because this is the year of the open door. I don't know if you are aware of this, but in the Hebraic calendar, their their way of um, counting years, like we say 2014, they say a different number. They are not using the same calendar like we are. So 2014 in our calendar is the Hebraic number 5774. And it stands for the year of the open door. I want to begin this message, well, first, Lord, I'm just asking right now, before I go any further, right now, I release your anointing for the proclamation of your holy word, and that whatever I share right now, Lord, that you will